another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts, plus also as well, Game Source and Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Go ahead and make sure you check out the latest episode of the Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover Enter the Dragons, 50th anniversary. What a great film, a monumental film. The last full performance we got of Bruce Lee. Please go ahead and check it out today, wherever you get your podcast. And then on Wednesday, go check it out in the theaters, a special engagement, one night only. Go ahead there. Or if you want to go ahead and get the special edition Blu-ray 4K UHD, that comes available at the end of this week. So go ahead and check out our thoughts on the 50th anniversary of Enter the Dragons, Star Trek Strange New World Season 2, and so much more right there, wherever you get your podcast. But also as well, Ox1947, he is always saying something at LakersBall.com. Go ahead and check out what he has to say, LakersBall.com. Plus also as well, he's been working hard today at Simblaze. Simblaze with a Y.com. If you want to go ahead and make sure your lawn is transformed into something much more better than it is today, go ahead and check us out today. At Simblades, Simblades with a Y.com. Our good friends, Jamie Sweet with those five things articles. He's back in town from camping. He made it back safely. He was actually coordinating with us today on the email straight as far as James Harden is concerned. So go ahead and check out what he has to say at Lakerholics.com. Plus the number one Lakers blogger that's out there who had a problem with me this past weekend. So go ahead and check out why on the Lakerholic spotlight where he went off on me yet again three years four years now almost yeah four yeah it's actually going on four years of yelling at me and you can hear why the latest time he yells at me right there for you in our channel but also what he's writing today at lakerholics.com our good friend john mccallion he's been streaming lately go ahead and check out today at the john mccallion channel and speaking of subscribing subscribe today hit the little joe next to the big joe Right there for you to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with the latest Lakers Fast Break. We are, oh, so close to a 1,000 YouTube subscribers. We are only 57 away as of this recording. So go ahead and make sure you help us out and get the latest notifications right there at the Lakers Fast Break. Plus, you also get to go ahead and know when Sean Grice is going on the air. Joe Soro is going to be around and also myself as well. Please subscribe today at the Lakers fast break. Well, I'll tell you what, the NBA is coming out with a big schedule release tomorrow. We'll be covering it on the Friday show because we've got team reports coming at you on the Cavs, on the Magic, and on the Hornets the next three days. But we are doing a super special on the schedule for Friday. We just talked about it before the show because the schedule gets released on Tuesday. So we want to cover it in detail for you on a Friday show. So look forward to that as well. But it is the Lakers. There's still a lot of interesting news in the NBA that always surrounds the Lakers. And one of the things that happened today or this weekend is James Harden. James Harden, it was reported by Adrian Roshanowski, is off the trade table. According to GM Daryl Morey of the Philadelphia 76ers, which infuriated James Harden. He went off on him in a post that was made just viral all over social media. He was in front of an audience and decided to go ahead and 
to voice his displeasure on him not being traded. Kind of, you know, figures that depending on one side, the way you looked at it or what the other, depending on which show that you listened to, because there was like 500 shows dedicated to, uh, uh, you know, James Harden today. And my gosh, we're 501. It depends on who you talk to and who you listen to. I think for myself, James Harden, you know, if you really wanted out, why did you opt into the final year of your contract? It's as simple as that. That's what you wanted out. Well, it's so bad. If you wanted a deal to send you out somewhere else, you should have just not opted in at all. But you wanted your cake and eat it too. And now, unfortunately, the cake's on you. But here today to talk about everything going on with James Harden and if the Lakers might actually step in as far as a possible trade suitor, because you know Laker Tom is already formulating the Laker trades for James Harden as we speak. Good man indeed. He's the first man up, first man here. He's a madman from Toronto. You just got to go ahead and make sure he gets out of Toronto traffic to talk about James Harden. It is the magic man, Sean Grice. Sean, great to have you here, my friend. So James Harden drama continues. It got even thicker and deeper this past weekend. The name calling and the liar, you liar, you liar, and all that good stuff coming this past weekend. Your thoughts, my friend, is this something now? Because right after that, you heard the rumors. You saw the rumors now that, of course, the Lakers are interested in. Because, of course, because, you know, it's the Los Angeles Lakers. Your thoughts on what's going on in this James Harden drama? Did he do this unto himself? And should we really care if you're a Lakers fan? Uh, yeah, Gerald, I'll answer the, uh, the latter part of the question first. Uh, no, we should not care as Laker fans. Uh, as to the former, uh, yeah, that's, that's, this is in the blame pie goes, uh, 85% of this is James Harden's blame pie. Uh, I think the union is responsible for five percent and i think the uh the nba ownership and just the environment and culture surrounding all this gets the the other ten percent harden's done this to himself gerald you know this isn't um he's not cinderella and there's not gonna be a team out there that's gonna find the glass slipper to put it on his foot that time has come and gone it's no longer 2018, it's 2023. He's not the same player he once was. Uh, he is a solid all-star player when he's playing his best, Gerald, at his best. However, you don't get him at his best anymore either. So he's no longer an all-NBA player. He is hanging on by a thread that he's an all-star He's not worth what he thinks he is. And this is what happens. You know, the theme of tonight's show, as we're going to go down the different topics, is jealousy. And Harden is jealous of the fact that he sees all the money being thrown around this summer and he didn't get any of it. And like you said, Gerald, he opted into that contract knowing full damn well that it was a risk because Philadelphia didn't have to trade him. He just he just assumes that because the past 
has been a predictor for him for what he could do in the future. He's just following that same road. But what he doesn't understand, obviously, you know, few people do, right? It, is that your value is only commensurate with the market at which you're you're within. The market is telling Philadelphia and now James Harden that you're not worth what you think you are. You're only worth that to Philadelphia. So now he's got to deal with the fact that he's not hot to trot anymore on the open market. And this is a sign of a desperate man, brother. At a basketball camp, uh, should be a positive, affirming moment be. for those kids. Uh, I'm sure it wasn't it wasn't cheap at all to try and get into that camp. Uh, and he turned, and if he wanted to make about himself, he sure did because um, he just he's just a desperate person at this point, just going on the going on the personal attack now. Because none none of your previous antics you've tried in the past have worked. So now you're trying something new in the tool belt. Very disgusting behavior. To his best buddy, Daryl Morey. You know, they were best friends. Morey would always you know, give him uh, the best of love when they were in Houston together as far as making sure that everybody knew he was the MVP each and every year. Yada, 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 greatest thing since sliced bread, Hall of Famer, blah, 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 all the stuff that he was saying for years. And so happy to be reunited with them. Yeah, sure gone south in a quick, uh, you know, as far as in a hurry, my friend. It sure has gone south. Way south. Like, like south of heaven, uh, Slayer South. Very bad. You know, I, I really don't think, I think this, uh, uh, tactic he's pulling. I don't think Maury's surprised by it. Um, no. But obviously, Gerald, as close as they have been, he's he's obviously hurt personally. I mean, oh, professionally. Shouldn't have signed on the contract. You know, it shouldn't have, you know, kicked in that extension. He had, it was a player option. He opted in. It's a Faustian, it's a Faustian deal with Harden. I, I don't feel any done. sympathy. I absolutely feel no sympathy in this matter because of the fact that when he opted in, he opted into his future right there for you. Yes. But also here, a good man indeed. you got to go ahead and check him out. It's Ox1947 today at LakersBall.com. Plus also as well, you got to go ahead and check out his great company, Simblades, SimbladesWithAY.com. It is Joe Soro. Joe, it is the topic of the day. It is the ongoing feud, which is heightened in Philadelphia between James Harden and Daryl Morey. James Harden, we all know, and there's actual representation in the past. When he wants to go ahead and tank, and go into tank mode, he can gain weight in a very short period of time. He can go to nothing but gentlemen's clubs all over the country and just you know, bake himself rot. He can actually literally, as in that famous game or infamous game in Sacramento, he can basically just let it just all go and just say, you know what? I'm not even going to try anymore. So your thoughts on what the next steps ahead are for the Philadelphia 76ers in their seeming battle now against James Harden. My cynical side is saying at some point they're going to trade him and bite the bullet because they're not going to have a choice. You're going to have a disgruntled star on your team and i'm not talking about james harden and they're gonna have to accommodate him in this process but didn't they the, do this before with ben simmons correct 
the NBA, we can sit here and sit on our high horses and say what's bad and what's good and who's this and who's that. At the end of the day, it doesn't look like anyone is doing anything about it. And I'm talking about management, ownership, leaders of the league, commissioner of the league. No one cares. Uh, they just assume it's one of those times where you have to deal with something, but let's just get on with our life and start making our TV money and our, you know, tournament money. Uh, it's going to be a little redundant, but I will give you my take on James Harden. Uh, it's easy to say that James Harden is the bane of existence to the professional athlete, uh, or I should say the profession, the, the, the fans of, 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 of the game. Uh, no one really cares. Those who don't watch, don't watch. Those who watch are fanatics like us, so we're going to keep watching no matter what James Harden does. And then you have the other 70 80% who have a fiscal uh, agenda that they need to figure out on a daily basis. This thing is rigged, guys. It is a rigged game. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball. These are rigged leagues in a sense of it doesn't matter what an athlete does. It doesn't matter what's going on around the world. People want these leagues to exist, and they don't care what happens. No one cares. And we're, we're, we're part of that not caring. What are the chances something happens here and us shut down and stop watching Laker games? Not very high. Zero. So imagine millions who think the same way. So that's where we're at. James Harden opted in because he knew he was not going to get another $35 million a year contract, which is kind of mind-boggling considering he's made just a tad bit over $340 million or will have made over $340 million since the beginning of his career until the end of next year. Just on um, contracts alone. Just on contracts alone. So if he's got the Adidas contract as well, if you factor that in, you know, you're looking at probably someone who's probably made half a bill, uh, at least gross. If you're talking uh, net, let's just say he's cleared. <laughs> <laughs> let's just say he's cleared 200 million in that in that number. At best. He might have thirty eight thousand dollars left. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if he's in Well, if he was in California and New York, you could say that, too, uh, which he was in Brooklyn. Wait, let me but, ask you this before we could on, this, on a less serious. Note. What happens if the league does bring in Seattle? and Las Vegas as expansion teams and the Las Vegas expansion team somehow manages to go ahead in his final years, pick up James Harden. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm is there just, a joke in there somewhere? Or? There is. If they want to play like Al Davis play out did towards the end of his career, keep getting the old has-beens did you know that old has-beens were great in the seventies and in the eighties, but when the game advanced in the late nineties up until now, that, that shtick was gone. And Al was, had a little bit of something left with Rich Gannon and Chucky at the time and some really good players around them, but he still could not stop being Al Davis and at least had held on to 
Chucky for one more year, he probably would have had a fourth uh, Super Bowl. But anyways, we're – I just feel bad for – if Vegas gets an expansion team, and obviously Vegas is going to get the A's here soon enough, uh, I don't know what the hell is going to happen with these hotel rooms and these fees that you guys are going to have to pay. You, you guys are going to be going to Motel 6s in Vegas that are $9.99 for the night, and then there's going to be $400 with the fees. <laughs> the resort, <laughs> they absolutely suck. I understand. Yeah, so, not disagreeing with you there. Yeah, so I don't know what what's next other than uh, James Harden is likely going to be accommodated. He's probably going to be accommodated uh, to LA because that's where he wants to go. And uh, I would I would welcome that trade uh, from an observer because I know that will implode because that's what James Harden does. He is the quintessential petulant child who get who got everything he wanted his whole life, and the second he doesn't get what he wants, he cries and cries and cries until he does. And guess what? The parents keep giving him what he wants. And that's where we're at. We we are so backwards in the media, in the fan uh, observation of when to scold athletes. We scold athletes because they're rich, they're in, uh, and they own houses, and they have, you know, things going on in their personal lives that – really don't really pertain to anything that would matter to you. It's plain jealousy. Where we should be going all in on the just destruction of the athlete is when they do things like this. We need to bring the hammer down and really bring it down to the point where the public relation issue is something that takes a effect. Go ahead, Chuck. Sean, Sean? Were, you gonna, were you gonna say something? Finish your thought, brother. I'm not yeah, gonna yeah. I, 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 the 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 change that needs to happen in, in in sports, especially in the NBA, because the NBA is so player centric. The one player that can make a difference—that's the key, that's reason why it's always been a players' league. One guy can make a difference. You, we, we need to stop talking about personal things and start talking about. When, when, when players don't do what they're supposed to do. And Adam Silver needs to start really thinking about how he's going to hold his players accountable. And uh, whether that's going to happen now, well, the CBA has already been signed, so we're probably going to have to wait another seven years until that gets addressed. But I guess it gives us material to talk about, so it's good for everybody at the end of the day. Good news is bad. Bad news is always good news, right, because you're getting publicity from it. But what you do is you see a denigration and 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 just people in general, which is that there, there's no price there. It just becomes something that you just start to have a bad vibe around everything around your around you when you see people like that. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. My last movie that I saw in the theaters was The Last Skywalker. I know, condolences to me. Wow, man. Nice. I I just had talked about that and I completely forgot that I saw that movie. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't speak great things about it, I suppose. 
That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, it is the Lakers Fast Break. It is Joe Soro, Magic Man, Sean Grice, and me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching this. We're talking James Harden and his latest uh, issues with a team. This time, it's Philadelphia 76ers. That marriage, that happy marriage, has gone south, just like... uh, you know, so many others in Hollywood that have done. Natalie Portman is the latest to go seemingly south right there for you. So, guys, there you go. She might be uh, available out there for you. But speaking of available, he wants to be available, Magic Matt. It is James Harden. I want to go ahead and shut this right off because, again, Twitter slash X was going crazy about, you know, all this going on. And a first team outside the Clippers that was mentioned was, of course, the Lakers. First of all, you'd have to give up, and I was doing this before we went on the show to NBA Trade Machine, you would have to give up something similar to a package of D'Lo, Rui, and then JHS for just James Harden alone, just to match up salaries to get it anywhere near each other. Second of all, just having James Harden on the team would probably piss off LeBron to all just all high heaven. You could probably just kiss any other chance of them getting a world championship because of the fact that Joe called it right there. Joe said it right there. He is not a proven winner when it counts the most. He could have had that chance in that last round against the Boston Celtics last season. He had two great games, but he also had some really terrible ones when it mattered the most. So your thoughts on this, my friend? I, I think Joe will probably absolutely say the same thing, but I think a hell no, like our audience is asking, is what's in store for us if we even approach an idea of a trade for James Harden? Yeah, uh, as he, his yeah. laugh says it as well. So yeah, yeah, that that says it all right there. Now, uh, n- not within the realm of realistic possibility uh, of him um, coming to the Lakers and uh, that that ecosystem, Gerald, that just would crumble. Um, yeah. So look, the best shot he ever had was against the Warriors and Chris Paul got hurt and we all know what happened. That was his best shot. Yeah. And he would have he would have Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I got that's a great yeah. point, Sean. He would have sealed his legacy. I mean, he sealed it already. He's going to be Hall of Famer, all that. But he beats a Warriors team in their prime with four guys in their prime that just had the greatest playoff run just previously of all time, all that. I mean, he could have really – he could have mustered – great players muster one of those next-level games against whoever, and he couldn't do it. He folded like a like a broken – Broken table. How about that? And I keep it safe. Well, he fold, he folded like a cheap suit. At oh, I was going to say something else, but it's cheap suit. Yes, he folded like a cheap suit. Let's keep it, you know, old school. Yeah. Uh, I will say, though, that when the money, you know, he actually, in that last playoff series against the Celtics, those games, especially the one that he dedicated to that, uh, what, the, the shooting victim? Yes. It was? Yes. Yes. Shooting, that, to me, I think was just inspiring. And I thought maybe he was going to turn the corner. 
maybe he could carry that momentum as far as getting by the Boston Celtics because Embiid wasn't going to be enough. Embiid wasn't going to do it because Embiid's starting to get that rep that he can't actually get it done in the crunch time either. So I thought this was going to turn the corner, but yeah, it just, you have to have more than just two games in a seven game series to get it done. Yeah. You know, I think uh, a a lot of us, Gerald thought after they won game five, well, you know what, this is probably the year they're going to do it because it seems like they're coming in with a lot of momentum and man, they just, that was, that was a Philly disappointment special, the likes of which, I mean, they're sort of used to, but um, it's just the same old story with him. And yeah, Gerald, he doesn't, when it comes right down to it, Gerald, I think it's primal jealousy with Harden. I think he just can't take the fact that he's not on everybody's dance card anymore and he's having a real hard time accepting reality. You don't think it's anything to do with conditioning as well? Because that's always been in question when concerned. Yeah, obviously that that's that's always that's always a concern with him. Um, Frankly, I'm still surprised he could put up 20 points and 10 assists. You know, okay, mid 30s. But the fact is, he has a lot more mileage than most, and I'm not just talking about on the court as well. Right. Exactly. And uh, to Joe, to uh, Joe's point, um, he he may be right. He may be correct. Have the most correct um, probability in all this that eventually, you know, they both cave to each other and just decide to just dissolve the relationship. But if that's the scenario, I don't see him going to the Clippers. Um, I I think he's. I think he's a one-year rental player for a team. And I know, Gerald, there are several teams who would gladly take him for a rental for one year. But the fact of the matter is, is that if you're Daryl Morey in the Sixers, you have to you have to be willing to accept what a one-year rental player is worth. Well, Even if it's though, James Harden. But it's 35-6, man. It's $35,600,000 that you have to go ahead and balance mm-hmm. out and you don't you're not going to find any more lopsided trades because most of these teams are already at to the 90 percent of the cap or over in a lot of cases so you're going to have to match salaries so you're probably going to get what you ever going to get and it, it the, i know the salaries come close if they they do a package uh from the clippers uh, i think daryl Morey, like like joe said they're just going to have to eat it at this point, they're just going to have to eat it and get it done with because it's not going to get any prettier. He could, he's going to, he, he could, Joe, play the same games that he did with Ben Simmons. I, I can't, you know, I would not, I wouldn't have put, it wouldn't pass me. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Daryl Morey doesn't. But then again, you're playing, you're playing Russian roulette twice in a row and you were able to get by once. I don't think he can be able to do it again. I think he should just, like you said, give it up and just go ahead. I, and, I, and you know, I thought it would have been so smart of Adam Silver and the owners to put a little, little thing in that, that CBA that said, if you demand a trade, it's one thing, but if you sit out because you're not traded and of course they're going to fake it with an injury. Right. And then at that point, 
insurances and lawyers start coming in. Oh, how do you know he's not injured, right? Well, that's something that needs to be figured out. You could you can nip that in the bud. You can have you're a billion dollar industry. If somebody's really faking an injury, if they do an MRI and you have three or four doctors going, there's nothing wrong with them. Independent like Kawhi, doctors. like Kawhi. Kawhi, I think, does have a degenerative knee mm-hmm. in a, at this point. His leg, period. Yeah. Uh, what I don't like about what Kawhi did is what he did in San Antonio when he got called out and then, oh, well, trade me if you don't believe me. You know, that's where this kind of all started. But it did, this load management crap did start from Popovich, which I found, found ironic that that same mentality ended up biting him in the ass. I don't see them. I didn't see Kawhi giving him warm fuzzies as Pop was getting his Hall of Fame enshrinement. And that's 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 a stupid thing because look what Pop's done for you. You were a 15th pick in a draft and he turned you into a star. But maybe Kawhi thinks I would have been a star anywhere. Maybe, but you wouldn't have been the star that you were. He sent you to Toronto for the perfect situation for you to win another ring. Uh, these guys become so delusional in who they are, not just basketball players, just anyone who's been pampered and tapped in the rear end nicely for so long. At some point, it does get in their head and they do get entitled. It doesn't matter if they're quiet, loud, ugly or pretty. It doesn't matter what it is. It's it's what it is. And. I don't know. I don't know any other solution than to become a dictator as a uh, as a boss. The Roger Goodell thing in the NFL. I'm, I always point to the NFL in many ways because there's always been this. It's too owner heavy. It's too owner heavy. And I'm the one in the back going. It's football. You have like three years of a career. What do you What do you want? What do you want them to do? Well, we built this league. Yes, I get it, but it's a pro. It's a it's a business where of winning. We can't pay someone a hundred million dollars and then say, "Oh, he's out for the next seven years." It doesn't work like that. Like, if if you guys were really worried about that and really wanted to negotiate it, then why are you also listening to the owners? deals and signing them. Why? Because you don't want to lose that week one paycheck. So you have to make a choice in life. If it's about the money, really, then take your money, go sit down. If you want your money and vacationing wherever you want and playing wherever you want, you're a damn fool. That's not how it works. And I don't see enough people talking about it. No one says this. But you were right, though. Embiid might be the X factor this time around. With Ben Simmons, Embiid was willing to let them do the organization do what they want. In this case, they might just want a quick resolution in order to make sure that they still look good to Embiid. The, uh, my, my theory is that the reason why Harden's calling Maury a, uh, a liar is I believe Maury said, I'll take care of you, and he didn't. The, le- the previous year. Mm. When they I'm, when he made I'm, a reduction when when I'm thinking, you're talking about it, it very yes it could have been that too but I was thinking more of I'll get you where you want to go 
so you can get your extension and all this stuff. And then it turned out that I think Maury might have miscalculated the market. Well, also last year, though, when Harden, you know, instead of signing for a much larger contract, wink, wink, nod, nod. Okay, you, t- I'll take care of you so you can sign, what, P.J. Tucker and someone else. I forgot who else they signed under that. They saved that money under the cap from last year for him signing that contract, which most likely was under the table and understanding. Do you think that might he might be? Very well, yeah. yeah. Could be. Could be. Yeah. But the problem is James Harden deteriorated. He quickly. 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 And that's what happens when you're not it's, – it's very similar to the T-Mac wine. Uh, Tracy McGrady went from kind of staying with Kobe a little bit to dropping in like three years because he was not dedicated to the craft. He didn't take care of himself the way he probably should have. And, and James has lost uh, a very special skill that only a few only few players have really had in the NBA, and that's a quick first step. It was almost – go ahead, Joe. Yeah, you said, Magic, uh, on your post, I don't know what's going on in the NBA with these agents, but they are advising their players, except for AD – AD is not taking any chances. Good for him, which is Rich Paul. Good work. I'm like, why the hell would you risk? Because we knew that the salary cap, these guys know more than us what's happening. You knew the salary cap was going to go up, and all of a sudden here you see the max contracts for Jalen Brown, the max contracts for AD, the max contracts for uh, Dame Lillard and Bradley Beal and all these guys. And I bet you, James Harden's like, if Bradley Beal is getting this, if Damian Lillard is getting it, I'm getting this for sure. Or at least his agent was telling him. Your attitude probably the problem, not so much your talent. But then again, I wouldn't have paid him $35 million for another four years anyways, even if he had won this year. Even if he had won this year, the title, I'd have said, no, nah, this guy's going this way now. He's going to be there in the – in a year, he's going to be even worse. I'm not paying that guy uh, $200 million. Hell no. So, I don't I – don't, I, where else can he go if he doesn't go to L.A.? Where else can he be sent that would make sense? Does it matter? Who would want him and the distraction? See, that's the problem. Who wants that distraction other than the L.A. Clippers? Because they have Russell Westbrook, who they've anointed the real leader of that team, which goes to everything I've said on the show about bullcrap in society in general. Like the amount of fantasy people live in on a daily basis is astronomical and it's getting worse. How can you, with a straight face, talk like that? Russell Westbrook? The real leader? What does that mean? Is that like Jared Dudley is the real leader of the 2020 Lakers? Is that what you're saying? Like he's that guy? Actually, Laker Tom did say he was that guy. It, 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 it's, it's just... Best 15th man in the NBA. Was there's that scene in European play. Vacation when when Chevy Chase is closing and opening the, the ashtray in the train. You remember that scene? Yes, that's that's 
that's how my brain works when someone starts talking weird. I just start doing that. Very few people know what it what it is, except my wife, maybe my wife, because she's seen me do it a lot. But it's just nonsense. It's right, it's nonsense. I don't know what's wait, well, what's going on here? Like fantasy land. Get out of fantasy land, people. Get out of fantasy land. This is not a show where you can sort of play it off or all the Jake Paul or whatever the hell his brother's name is, Logan Paul, the fake boxing that you idiots keep paying for. We're not going to get real fights if you keep paying for fantasy. We're not going to get better basketball if you keep talking about this. The Clippers are supposed to win a championship, and then you're telling – and they're all in, yet – they're talking about this guy being a leader, and on top of that, they want to get James Harden to come in. Please go ahead and do it. Thank God. Implode it now before the season starts. Before uh, Kawhi goes out with a a burn on his on his wrist or something. I'll tell you what, though, the drama will continue, and we will from afar <laughs> go ahead and enjoy every bit of it because. Uh, the Lakers will have no part of this. They will not be trading for James Harden. You cannot gift wrap James Harden to the Lakers and they will still take him because $36.5 million. Yeah, it's not it just it's just too much, way too much for what you're getting. Even if it's for a year, even if it is an expiring contract, it is just way too much. I think I'm sorry, 35.6, 35 point, you know, a little over 35 and a half million dollars. That's still way too much. Again, the Lakers would have to give up way too many assets for a player that like both Joe and Sean have said is really declining in his skills. Yeah. He scored 20 points and 10 assists, but to do it on such volume with LeBron and AD on your team. Yeah. That's asking for a whole lot of trouble. Plus the guy plays no defense at all anymore. So yeah, I don't really know what he gives you. Go ahead, send them to the Clippers. Like you would, Joe you says. would stunt, you would stunt Austin Reeves development. development in a tragic way, especially after watching him play last night. Yep. Did you see that corner three hit? It's Imagine nice. that now. If if we talked about oh no, I is, actually couldn't because the LA Raiders are what is what is Austin Reeves <laughs> what is where is Austin Reeves going to improve, right? Like, what's he going to improve on that could make a difference? I had said if he averages four more points a game, right, or because I don't see him hitting 45% from three. I don't see him hitting more than 50% from the field. That's not fair. It's not That's not how it works. But if Darvin Ham sets up that offense, a training camp, and you have new guys that are going to be role guys that understand their, their role, and they are doing what they're supposed to do. And then you have a play like that, that Austin Reeves hits a corner three when you really need it at the end of games. That right there will make a difference because LeBron was hitting, taking those shots and he was missing them. And it cost us a title. So just imagine if he can just flip that a little bit and have Austin Reeves hitting those shots towards the end. And then now we're talking about an improvement that that's going to that could take you another level up. And that's what we care about here in, in at the LA Lakers fast break. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we don't give a damn about James Harden right now. He's a Philadelphia 76er, and that's an excellent point everybody's been making. 
acquiring him would just lessen the minutes for Austin, lessen his possessions, lessen his shots, and that's a big no. Big no. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. It is Joe Soro, Magic Man, Sean Grice, and me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Uh, James Harden issue at this time. We'll be monitoring it from afar and obviously giving you updates for that. Want to add one last comment before we go ahead and move on to the other subjects that we're going to talk about this evening. Kurt says, I'm predicting AR gets better at playmaking, becomes a bigger three-point threat, and finally gets Taylor Swift's phone number. He said he didn't even know Taylor Swift. Yeah. <laughs> Mississippi Dog says Demarcus Cousins is a better starter than Jackson Hayes. I like Hayes, but I know what Cousins would do with AD in lineup. AD gonna have to play the five though. We need Chavando playing elite defense. Uh Mississippi, I think you're still living in the past when it comes to Demarcus Cousins. Demarcus oh. Cousins at 28. You know, when he's playing alongside AD, we saw how good they play with each other, but this is several years later. Several teams have let go DeMarcus, not just for his attitude, but also for his declining skills. Those injuries. His knees are two. gone. Plus yeah. the Achilles. Yeah, the Achilles. Yeah. So his knees yeah. are gone. He's, he's just, not yeah. he's not the rebounder he once was. Yeah. He's just not. Yeah. I mean, if Denver let him go, I think that was his last uh, opportunity. So, yeah, just sorry. You know, I know he works out here in Las Vegas, but, yeah, it's just not just not happening. I, I think this is all all she wrote. You know, he's not even getting accepting offers overseas. He's not doing anything for the, you know, looking the G League. That's what I would be doing. If I want to try and get back in the league, I want to make myself as far as known as possible proof other than just workouts and stuff that you're practicing on at your home here in vegas so be that as it may there's still much to talk about on today's show magic man you wanted to go ahead and talk about the ongoing feud between draymond green and kevin garnett uh please go into detail on why it is and how juicy is this one getting compared to daryl morey and of course james Harden. Yeah, you know what, Gerald? Uh, not probably not on the uh, spicy level of uh, Harden right now, and it's probably a bit below Tom and Jamie spicy for Lakerholics. Well, but they've sp- kind of died down. You know, yeah, that yeah, camping they, trip has kind of sued things over. Yeah, they kissed and made up, kumbaya by the campfire for now. <laughs> Until Jamie calls him a Mavericks fan, and what happened now? <laughs> anyway, no. uh, this one's pretty interesting. Um, it actually, Kevin Garnett is kind of an innocent bystander in all this because it really started with, I don't know why, Gerald, but uh, Draymond Green just can't get Jordan Poole off his mind. Okay, Even I thought this one was off the fake tweet about a month ago. It was, yeah, that, well, that's that's what I'm referring to, mm-hmm. but um he he's he's starting a fight with Anthony Poole, Jordan Poole's father. Mm-hmm. Uh, now they're getting involved, and uh, of, of course, um, an NBA troller by the who has the handle NBA Sentinel sent out a tweet, uh, a fake tweet that uh, uh, misquoted Kevin Garnett, saying that. Uh, Basically, Draymond Green was kind of a punk for for punching Jordan Poole. And, of course, Draymond Green responds in only Draymond Green fashion and basically says, yes, 
I tried to confront a Kevin Garnett when he was 38 years old and he didn't want to, any of this. And Gerald, Kevin Garnett responded, yeah, that's a fake tweet. NBA Central. And he basically, I think he quoted Elon Musk as well, saying we have a problem here. And so that that tweet... You now you have, now he has Kevin McHale saying that he could beat up on Draymond Green. If yeah, yeah, Kevin McHale's getting into it now. So, I mean, this guy just wants the whole city of Boston, like, and and the Poole family just completely hate his guts. You know what, Gerald? Honestly, KG has been getting a lot of press lately, and and I got to be honest, man. The reason why I wanted to bring this up was because I I heard you and Joe uh, discussing him. Uh, a couple of podcasts uh, before. I think he's gold when it comes to uh, NBA analysis. I'm not sure why nobody has has picked him up yet. Uh, I know he had a little side. He's good in those gig. informal stuff that they yeah, have on TNT yeah. on the side. Yes, he is. Yes. Or is it ESPN too? I think it's. I think he was on both, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, but he's good on the side. Just yes. one of those informal chats instead of in like a formal studio setting. I don't know. But uh, informal stuff where he's just sitting back in the lounging chair with yes. the other NBA pros. Yes. He's, yeah, he's really good. I'll give him a five. Still, still took, a, you know, his signature shot was the dumbest in all of NBA with his back foot on the three-point line, you know, and shooting that 25-footer. Just absolutely mind-blowing that you won't take another step to go ahead and take threes instead. But you know what? Okay. He still provides great analysis right now. So, he yeah. does. And to me, he's he's a bridge. The in uh, for for players past and present that in a way Shaquille O'Neal unfortunately Charles Barkley or not they kind of resent today's players uh, resent the game disparage the game in a lot of ways and whereas isn't that always the case where the yeah, older generation yeah. is K- you know, back in my is, day yeah exactly whereas KG is more. Uh, I guess you want to call it the sunny side of the street, but I, I would call it just being realistic. Uh, he doesn't resent the players of today, doesn't disparage them, gives fair, equitable analysis. He doesn't play favorites. Uh, I think he's golden, but I also think that Gerald, uh, you know, have bring Paul Pierce and uh, a lady friend with you. Uh, for analysis uh isn't is isn't a good move i know you like in all honesty Gerald, a ferocious competitor but what a super nice person he is um off the court i've heard that yeah, yeah heard so that. so have i just a really nice person and i, I think you know he's pretty good at like, uncut gems as well yeah absolutely but i think he's the kind of analysis that uh espn tnt or but basically if anybody else privately wants to wants to hire him he's the he would be the best he would uh he would just clown these guys like both literally and figuratively even though that's not his style oh yeah kurt that was just that was just yeah with paul they they wouldn't they wouldn't even show the young lady on camera so that 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 should tell you all you need to know about that situation but i gerald it (laughs) it just goes to show i like uh there's a reason why Paul Pierce no longer has a television job and KG and KG does well yes and his analysis sucked despite the fact that 
he also the... was the old man on the lawn yelling at uh, you know back in my day type deal. Yes, he, he was Gerald, and I got to be honest, I thought between him and Chris Webber, even though you know two really smart guys on the basketball court, kind of based right. off of Webber's not good either. Yeah, Twitter just has based. a field day with him. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's obvious why the two of you got uh, got uh, your pink slips from being an analyst. But like I said, Joe, you know, on Lakers Fast Break, we, we give out kudos when uh, when it's due and we give out uh, the kick in the butts when they're required. And I got to give kudos to KG because I think he's the best out there right now. So what do you think, Joe, about this <clears throat> when it concerns – KG having a few with Draymond Green. I mean, you've been hard on Draymond Green, but in a lot of cases, it's been very deserved because he puts himself out there. He starts the stuff and he still thrives on it. The problem is, Joe, he is now what, 33, 34? How old is he, Sean? I think he's going to be 34, Gerald. 34. Okay, so now he's 34. Mind you, it doesn't have to worry about him much of his offensive game because he really has never had one or just barely enough to get by his defense has been always his calling card, Joe. And as he gets older, his defense gets slower. And the thing is his mouth is not slowing down with it. He needs a kick in the nuts. I mean, <laughs> Maybe LeBron should do it. He no, LeBron would never do it. Cause he, that's not, who uh, he it'll is. be retribution, but he definitely needs, well, they're friends, aren't they? Yeah, they have friends actually. He needs life. he seriously needs to get kicked in the nuts really, really hard. And it's he's he's kind of the Lambeer of this They're era. They're actually travel partners. They traveled earlier to Europe. Lambeer of this era. And it, 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 he's an obnoxious slob. And Bob Myers left Golden State because he wanted to improve the team, yet Steph still has veto power, it seems. And Bob decided, Myers leaving smart dude. I mean, now he's got a guy's got a cushy ESPN job, and he can just wait until he gets uh, the right deal. Going to ESPN is kind of a. Would you like it? Would you like easy money? Easy, easy money. Easy money. You know, he's going to go ahead and go back into the nice. office at some point. What have time. I been talking about in this show with you and money? This is why we're in this room. I'm just telling you what he's doing. He could have got a job somewhere else besides BSPN and gotten money. I'm just saying it's it's not this whole thing is just the the, the it's there's a lack of quality in so many areas and you look at somebody like Draymond Green and look at these bunch of just pansies arguing over Twitter. Why don't you go to somebody's face and tell them, Mister, uh, anything is possible. Go talk to them in their face, Draymond. Try not to flip your leg out every time somebody barely touches you, so you can have to, so you can kick him in the stomach or whatever the hell you can. I'm surprised no one's. At least Robert Parrish gave Bill Lambeer two forearms to the face while he was falling. You know, at least somebody did something. Uh, Larry Bird punched him even. Someone do something with this guy, and and then maybe he'll go away. A lot of times you gotta you gotta. Punch the bully to, to to make him fly away, but I, the fact that we're talking about this is quite hilarious because I couldn't give two craps about Draymond Green and definitely not Kevin Garnett and and their Twitter spat. And then you guys have to mix it in with wheelchair in this, so now it's like a triple threat of trash. 
<laughs> and then you added a nice four-letter word with ESPN and all that crap. I don't. I, I the 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 get off the lawn thing isn't isn't anything new, but that's not what we're talking about here. That's not what we're talking about when we talk about what 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 used to be versus what's now. We do not hold quality in our hands anymore. We hold mediocrity, and we accept it. And if we want to be quality, it looks down on. And ESPN is the major culprit of it. Every time I turn the channel and I start listening to one of those yahoos on there talking, I'm just like, Jesus Christ, I, I can't do it. Just change it. They don't even know what sport they're talking about. You have somebody like Colin Cowherd putting up Dwayne Haskins' name on, on a list. Who's the producer on that show? It's embarrassing. And he's a football guy. He knows he talks about football during hockey season, right? You can't even talk about a team's former losing record without getting suspended. Like But see, that's what happens. See, when you start smelling your own hot breath, and you're like, ooh, this is a beautiful aroma. And you know South Park had a great episode about that. Smug. It, it, it's this, and and we've talked about the the what are the I've always said about Colin Cowherd. He's the kind of guy that when he climaxes, he yells his own name, right? <laughs> so you keep adding these these guys, and you keep there's a shelf life, I believe, in this business. You need to take. I I don't know why people keep listening to the same old garbage, but it's maybe maybe it's like a romance novel person who just continues to read those books, but it's, it's, I I don't know. I just feel like a lot of times we're just on here criticizing those who we don't want to listen to, but we end up talking about them anyways. But uh, at the end of the day, Draymond Green needs to get hit in the nuts during a game, like hard, like the boot, the tip of the toe right in, not, not the, the, the flat part of the foot. I'm talking the point. Yeah, the point, and that mother, you know what, is down. Like, he is down like this. He's down. I'll probably be down, then I'll be probably be just watching. That yeah, hurts yeah. We, we need him to sound like Gerald when he gets excited. Well, I don't know, maybe a higher octave than that. But once again, it is the Lakers' fast break. I got nothing so on that one, I guess. It is, it is violent Joe Sorrow. Yeah, well, he chose he vi- Joe yeah. chose violence today. Violent Joe Sorrow kicking people in the nuts with the... <laughs> oh, he chose I, I, with I truly too. believe in retribution where it needs to be. There's some people you can talk to most of the time. Yeah, There's, some, there's people sometimes you have to yell at. And then on, on that one occasion, there's some people you just got to pop. <laughs> Oh, this absolutely. is what it is. Great to have Alfred uh, is in the chat. Alfred Esmond, he is our Wednesday guest. He is going to be talking the Orlando Magic. He's been watching us here, getting a taste of the Lakers fast break. Uh, Zangerstein uh, brought up a great suggestion as far as the new home for Bob Myers possibly being the Magic. So if we remember, we're going to bring that up to him on Wednesday. I want to congratulate Gerald on this and Sean, by the way. The fact that you guys are bringing such diverse information from other teams, I got to give you guys props on that. That's been freaking fantastic. I know for some out there, it's not important to know what's going on in Orlando, but it is important because it only adds more knowledge to 
our broadcast when we do play them the two times during the year. So this really helps. And of course, those who are intimately involved with those teams, now we build that army that we'll be able to tap into once we finally get to a position where we can move these clowns that they keep hiring at ESPN and all these other clowns that the ex-players that don't even know their own sport. That yeah, we'll don't just even be we'll just watch be like anything. the Joker and Batman. Like Jesus. We do not negotiate. No. Yeah. It's 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 and it's 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 we have a show now where we can talk about this. This is not something new. I've run into complete dolts my whole life when it came to sports. You know, I you don't you know you've heard the story where people don't go to bars because they don't want to hear those guys. Yeah, a lot of the reasons why that is is because you'll have a bunch of guys that'll just start yapping as soon as they have a couple beers down their throats. And they're like, you're just sitting there like, that's not what happened. It's completely delusional and stupid. Don't even know what the hell they're talking about. So, yeah, we want to, we want people to not like us because of the attitude and the delivery. That's fine. But there's one thing you can't dislike is we know our stuff. And that's the most important part. Because I even I don't want to listen to myself sometimes. Even my, there'll be times you where, never want to hear yourself. Well, I, I, I once in a while I, I do have to figure out if I'm doing something right or wrong. You got to force yourself. But there have been plenty of times on I, I'll click on that show, and as soon as I start talking, I'm like, ah, oh, God. I go, <laughs> I go somewhere in the garage Cringe. and start working on something. <laughs> <laughs> We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. I do want to say, though, that I really appreciate Alfred Esmond, who's going to be joining us at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday. Uh, covering the Orlando Magic. Uh, I did speak to in the past Alex Fleming uh, from the Florida Sun Review. Unfortunately, he passed away shortly after I did that episode with him. So it's going to be great talking to Alfred Esmond on the Magic once again. So I look forward to the conversation. Tuesday, we have Joe. Uh, we have a great guy coming in on as Mike Anguilanano. Uh, that's right, Anguilano. Uh, he's coming in. Mike Anguilano from the for talking about the Cleveland Cavaliers. That'll be on tomorrow, on Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. And then on Thursday, Jennifer Matthew Lewis talking sh- the Charlotte Hornets. That's on Thursday at five. And then on Friday, we're going to be doing our full in-depth special on the Lakers schedule because the Lakers schedule will be announced in detail tomorrow, but we're going to analyze it, take a look at, you know, where's the weaknesses, where's the good parts, where's the bad parts of the schedule, then break it all down for you on Friday's show. Plus on the weekend, I might have a guest talking the Knicks. 
So we'll see what happens. So we're going to be talking Knicks, Lakerholic Spotlight. Got a lot of stuff planned for you right here at the Lakers Fast Break. But before we head on out, Max, because you can't say HBO, Max, Winning Time, Episode 2. Another great episode. Joe, you've been the biggest cheerleader out of anyone of us about this show. Uh, obviously, the center's right round with this episode on Magic Johnson coming back from the injury, still basking in the limelight. His character, much like in real life, you know, getting all the accolades, starting to go ahead and take it all in control himself as far as whether you say it's ego or not, starting to weigh his, his personal weight into the team as far as the control between the battle for control between him and Paul Westhead. You see that battle start brewing, plus also some of the things going on beside behind the scenes, the bus family as well. Your thoughts on episode two of Winning Time. I am I watched season one after I watched the first episode of season two, just to kind of get back into the the mode. There's there's just a really good story being told here i know some of it is embellished and some of it isn't true but it it the 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 failures are gonna make the successes during the 80s that much more fun to watch the loss to the rockets in the first round was it's interesting i it's hard to look at a series in three like what were they thinking when they did that that was not really smart on the NBA to do a three-game series. And they could have avoided that loss if they had just done what they did the year before. But I don't know. Westhead just started changing, right? Like, did he actually think Norm Nixon was going to take him to a title? So I don't know if that happened. There was but... actually talk of him trading, being traded for David Thompson. Yeah, and and, and That's I, actually I legit. I had never heard that, by the way, until I saw the show. Is I don't even know. Is that true? Uh, according yes. to Jeff Perlman, it is true. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I that was a major mistake by Westhead on not making that trade. He did have a good point though that do we want another ego in this thing and all that? But if you have Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you know who's some your... Joe. I loved what Ryle, what Adrian Brody Rouse said back to him. All the great ones have them. All the great ones are pricks. Well, West was the one who who pulls the trigger on that. He does. He does. But right. But I get contract. I, 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 West had had in his contract he could veto the trade. That was what what was in his contract. Otherwise, he would have made that trade. But see, that's the problem with with these situations like i'm sitting there going this guy magic johnson is the guy like what 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 delusion were you in that you thought norm nixon was going to be able to well he's an all-star well i i understand that but this is magic johnson we're talking about here and they're going to get you david thompson to play with magic well we don't want to do it when it's this late in the season and then you saw the results the 84 finals i'm dreading right now I'm dreading watching that because that changed history in so many ways. It's, we could talk about, we could do a show on just 80. Uh, Kurt Affair had a great suggestion of what ifs. We should have a what if of the 1984 NBA finals and how history would have been changed so much had James Worthy not given that damn ball to Henderson. That damn pass when you didn't have to make it. It just, 
it's still like I wasn't even paying attention at that time. I was only you know six there years is the old. skip button on your remote control. I can't. I can't. <laughs> losing, losing. So uh, going to to the to the modern things, the things that I actually saw, I cannot get 04 and 08 out of my head. I can't. I don't think about the three peat and the and and maybe a little bit with the Celtics win in, in 2010, a little bit more there, but it's still just 04 and 08 are still my first two thoughts when it comes to the Kobe era and Shaq era. I can't get it out of my mind. The Laker era that, I mean, just the, my thought is if you go seven and O from 2000 to 2010, the, again, that's another shifting of history that you would have never. And worthy doesn't ever talk about it. I wouldn't either. I'd be, I'd be dying. I rarely hear him talk about it. I, I've never heard him talk about it ever. I've never heard him talk about it. That if imagine us, we're hurting. Imagine how much he hurts. He'd have another ring. Magic would have went three and zero against Larry, four and zero against Larry Bird if you count the NCAA championship. Lakers win six. Magic's all-time greatest player status changes if he's sitting next to Jordan with six. Well, he, because he, de- he does. Well, actually, it, he was it, sitting it, next to Jordan the other well, day for his birthday. It, it, but need I digress? It, it does <laughs> because because that would have cemented Magic over Jordan. Bird, bird, bird beat him every single time in the playoffs, and Magic would have beaten him every single time. Think, he and in that, the that, if you just sit, if you just look at Magic's stats off that one series, and how it changes everything, you're talking about the most competitive era of basketball. The most guys like Alex English, Aguirre when he was with the Mavericks, and. Rolando Blackman, these guys were freaking studs, and they had no shot during that decade against how good John was Magic. and Carl Malone, Marquis. Stockton, Carl Malone towards the end. I mean, you're talking about guys that were just unreal in terms of talent. What, what would that have done for Magic's legacy if he goes six championships in the most competitive era? And I'm talking he is – it's all 80s, six championships, 80, 82, 84. He goes back-to-back in 85. He goes back-to-back in 87 and 88. He goes back-to-back twice. He beats Larry four times, three times in the NBA. The Lakers are up right now in championships. The Lakers, after losing the first eight times to Boston, win three in a row. There's so much crap. I know I just ruined it for our show, but it's Spoiler. it was – it is it is a burner. That one, the more I started reading and watching, and as I got older, the worse that series hurt, even though I wasn't even watching it. Even the eighty the eighty-nine one was for a long time the one that bothered me because I wanted Kareem to go out a, a champion. I wanted the Lakers to three peat. But eighty-four, I think, was actually the worst one. In a I weird way for me, it's ninety-one. Because I already saw the the writing on the wall for Magic even before obviously his his diagnosis, but I just saw him as an aging veteran. This probably being one of the last opportunities for him to get there. I was actually really a big huge fan of Vlade Divac at the time, uh, and I thought he could become the future of the league. Uh, you know, obviously a lot of things prevented from that, but I just ninety one for me was a big killer because I really thought the Lakers had a chance going in. 
I, I still say that. And, and I didn't is, know how good this Jordan is going, really this was. This is going to go deep. Then. This is going to go deep now. There was a chance, though. There was some noise that that Hakeem wanted. That wanted. Well, it wasn't noise. Actually, it was pretty big noise. Hakeem wanted to leave Houston. Imagine how history had would have changed if if the Lakers had found a way to get Hakeem on that in '91 before the season started, and Magic had Hakeem on that team, but. And then, of course, there was a trade, apparently, that Charles Barkley was going to go to L.A. I mean, there was – we don't know what would have happened if Magic didn't retire, right? We, we Who knows? But in 91, that's that's a good one that you brought up, Gerald, because I actually was asked one time, I said, Joe, all right, which title would you want back – would you want reversed if you had to pick one? 84 – I'm sorry, 83, 84, 89, 91, 04, 08. Seven, the the six losses in the finals. Which one would you pick if you could? I really, really struggled on that one for a while. However, how big would beating Jordan ninety one be? That changes the Jordan legacy. I'm just saying the ninety one is a big sticker for me. Also, two thousand four, because I really thought that team was really doing. And even even though Carl Malone got hurt, they started out the season so strong, and yeah, just unfortunately it, unraveled from there. So, uh, Gerald, the uh, the so the word of the day we go back to again is jealousy, right? Yeah. Don't. Uh, by the way, don't don't bring up Chris Paul trade for Joe because Joe will be here all night. Yeah, just going to tell you that now. I, I think honestly, Gerald, one of the best guys to. Uh, to uh, either read from or listen to about the relationship he saw between Norm Nixon and Magic Johnson's Michael Cooper. Coop was there for the whole thing. Coop saw, and he's quoted here, jealousy is ugly. And everyone knew that Norman was jealous of Irvin. He was jealous of him. He was jealous of him. It, It came right down to the fact that Norm... There can only be one alpha. That's it. There's one alpha. Now, in a pack, in a wolf pack, there's an alpha male and an alpha female. But there can be one, only one alpha male. And Norm Nixon thought of himself as an alpha. Yeah, but that David Thompson deal, had that gone through, that would have changed a lot of things, absolutely. And no, I'm a big fan. It's, it's tough for me. It's always been tough for me because I'm a huge fan of Westhead. I'm a huge fan of Magic. And knowing what I know about the relationship with those two and what those two did apart much better than they actually did together, even though they did win a championship together. Uh, again, it's a well, admirer of both. It's just been hard for me to come to grips as far as that relationship and everything that went down. Between let's them. look at let's look at that 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 room. Pat Riley, Jerry West, Magic Johnson, Jerry Buss. Then you have Magic. Then you have Kareem. And then you have a, an all-star caliber player in Norm Nixon. And then you're talking about David Thompson, Skywalker. Then you're talking about Michael Cooper, who is at that time was one of the best defensive players. I mean, you're talking about just if you just looked at the executives and the coaches, you have way too much testosterone in that room. Way too much. The fact that they were able to win it in 80 and then win it again in 82 is a testament to how great Magic Johnson was. 
Now, I'm, I'm trying to give credit to everybody, too. Everybody, even Norm Nixon and all that. But just Magic Johnson is the greatest team athlete in the history of sports. It didn't matter. And LeBron is probably maybe second or third behind Larry Bird. It's And then you got Tim Duncan in there as well. It's it's um, it's just it was about winning and magic, probably because he loved winning and was such a giver, probably left MVPs on the table. He left other things on the table because of how good of a person he was. You compare him to Jordan. Jordan wanted to eat everything on that table and he did which is the only guy that ever did it. Phil Jackson goes, you can't win a championship if you're going to win scoring titles. Every freaking championship you won, he won a scoring title that year. And he should have won six MVPs in those those years too, which was a, just a joke. But I'll never doubt the great. I'll never doubt the greatest of magic. Uh, you know, I'm just saying it. We don't. There. We're not appreciating. I mean, you saw in the in the scene. Uh, spoiler alert! If you guys haven't watched it, that in the scene in the plane when at the end they're arguing. Uh, Westhead's arguing with Pat Riley about ratting him out, whatever. And then all of a sudden, it's like I don't feel that way to Norm. And Norm's like, "What the? What? You know?" Well, Norm Nixon did not call out Magic Johnson in the press. There's no actual um, uh, proof. No, I never heard evidence. that either. Yeah, so that that actually was fictionalized uh, as far as just to let everyone know out there. But, you know, again, as an admirer of Weston, who is the only man to have coached a NBA and a WNBA champion and uh, got so far with the, you know, as far as what he did with Loyola Marymount, I, I'm a big admirer of his. But again, the greatness of Magic Johnson speaks at all as well. As he well. still has Go- amazing hair, too. Yeah, absolutely. 64, going strong, was parting with with uh, Michael Jordan. I love the fact that they that he finally put Jimmy Kimmel and he photoshopped Jimmy Kimmel's face to go ahead and say, yeah, you were finally got on the yacht. Uh, that's an inside joke when, when he ever appears on this show. But uh, Magic Man, go ahead, Sean. Uh, you wanted to go ahead and share some thoughts before we head on out. Yeah, Gerald, I don't I, like I, I just you know it, it, there's just something about point guards and you know uh laker coaches and sometimes it's like oil and water you know who was it the other day though that uh speaking of dennis uh, uh the menace and all that uh, as far as jordan and all that who is the other day that said that lebron is not as good as uh scotty pippen who was it the mm. other this is goes off to dr j somebody else said um that that LeBron James is on his all-time list is not better than Scottie Pippen. Or was it Dr. J himself? I'll look that up. I'll look that up. Go ahead, Sean. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, that's fine, Joe. No, what I was going to say is, um, yeah, so like the issue there is that um, they, you're right, they fictionalized Norm's hostility towards Irvin in the press. But they really lightened up what the actual issue was, Gerald. That was that Jerry West rode Norm Nixon into the ground like like Zorro. And uh, Jerry West was quoted as saying, if you ask Norm Nixon today, he probably might still call me the Antichrist. Their relationship was not good. And that's the main reason why Norm was traded. Although... Irvin, like Joe, Joe was saying, 
Irvin was always going to be the point guard. He was always going to be the leader of the Lakers. The fact of the matter is, is that manage, as Norm said himself, management makes decisions, and him and Jerry West just didn't see eye to eye. And you know, it's it's strange, right? Because Jerry West has traded a couple of really good guards that he's also said were two of his favorites. He's he traded Norm Nixon in one era and he traded Nick the quick in another. And he said, you know, I really didn't want to make either one of those trades, but decisions have to be made. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. We truly appreciate you joining us. The world's best Lakers chat room that's out there is right here at the Lakers fast break. We truly appreciate all the great conversations going forward. Also appreciate the fact that our Wednesday guest, did stop by. Truly appreciate Alfred for stopping by. Can't wait to talk to him about the magic and also Bob Myers' possibility. He saw that comment from you, Sangerstein. So definitely, we, if we remember, we're going to approach him on that and talk about that and the magic going forward. But it is tomorrow. We're going to be talking about the Cleveland Cavaliers, a team that could be on the rise in the Eastern Conference. Mike Anguilano. Mike Anguilano talking Cavs tomorrow at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. And then again on Wednesday, we're going to have Alfred Esmond talking the Magic. And on Thursday, Jennifer Lewis talking the Hornets. So really big week for us, plus Friday, our schedule release as far as what we're going to do on a special episode talking the entire schedule, the Los Angeles Lakers. And then the Knicks possibly on this weekend, Lakerholics this weekend. Man, a lot of stuff to talk about. Team USA even. Team USA will be in Abu Dhabi. That's right. Yep. More games this weekend. So, yep, looking good so far, Joe. I mean, that game against Spain yesterday, uh, they pulled it out in the fourth quarter. Uh, you they, know, Reeves looking showed, solid. Is Jalen Brunson, that's one thing I want to ask you, is Jalen Brunson the best player on Team USA? Mm-hmm. Yep, right now, so far, absolutely. Is uh, that they, a good thing? Is they, Andy, they have a confidence. They've had a confidence in every game. Even when they were down, I was like, are they playing with Spain? And then turned they out were they were shooting well, but Spain was staying close. I don't know. I just feel like I, I just, I get a good chemistry coming from them. I don't know what it, what it was. Uh, just, I, I think they're going to end up taking it rather not maybe not easily, but I think they're going to take it. Uh, I feel easy on on predicting that they are going to take it all. I just, I see a lot of good stuff just in how they're playing, and. Uh, while uh, was it Doncic uh, sitting sitting down doing game management on a in a twelve game tournament? I mean, just this thing has seeped over to everywhere, guys. It's not just the NBA. <laughs> the, the amount of just God, I need another word besides wussy. Um, I don't know. I just guess whatever. Marshmallow. Marsh. Yeah, that's good. Just a bunch of freaking stay puff marshmallows. That's that's what these guys are. S'mores. S'mores. Well, the thing yeah, I wanted to ask you guys before that's we head on out, because what came up to me was Anthony Edwards, who didn't really show up until the fourth quarter. Anthony Edwards was widely believed by most of these experts to be the guy that was supposed to step up for Team USA. And in the crunch each and every time, and in these games each and every time, Magic, it has been Jalen Brunson of all people who has played extremely well. He was perfect from the field yesterday. So your thoughts on this? I mean, Edwards is supposed to be the guy with the most raw talent and to be able to go ahead and 
maybe make that next step. Does it speak to you as far as where he will be as the Timberwolves? I mean, you're going to see him score for 28, 35, one night, and maybe just, you know, so-so the next, not be able to take his team to the next level. Is that going to be a thing for Anthony Edwards going forward? Yeah, Joe, I think it's going to, I think that might be a, a constant issue still with that team. They really, they didn't improve. Um, they haven't repaired. I don't think they've repaired the um, chemistry issues they have. Uh, and it's just, it's just an X's and O's problem, Gerald. You can't have Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, and Rudy Gobert on the floor at the same time. It's just, it's not going to work. I don't care that that they the they say, well, you know, the the old excuse was that Cat uh, and Rudy didn't play that much together early on, and so they could never get into rhythm with Ant. Well, as we know, Gerald, Ant loves to go. Uh, driving to the rim at at all costs. You need to get your speed up to a certain point where you're comfortable enough to do that. And with those two trees clogging the lane, he can't really do that. So I'm with you. I think there are going to be nights where he scores 40 points in 25 minutes and then maybe scores 15 in 38 because he's disappeared. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens. And you were right. It is Dennis Rodman. He put ahead of LeBron James on Dr. J's, you know, all-time list. I mean, neither of these guys are in the top 10, but the fact that LeBron and Steph Curry weren't in the top 10 or even thought about in the top 10 by Dr. J is. Let's, let's, let's talk about that because the top 10, I hear of that a lot. Mm -hmm. Do you have any idea how hard it is to get in the top 10, really, if you think about it? It's quite Let's a talk list. about it. Let's talk about it real quick. Jordan, Magic, Bird, Kareem. Let's say Kobe, LeBron, Tim Duncan. You're at seven already. Now what? Who are your other three? I would put Wilt. Wilt. Bill, Bill Russell. Russell. Who's 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 after that? Did you put Jerry West, Elgin Baylor? Jerry. I mean, you. This top ten business. You're not getting in there. LeBron is the only one in my book that's playing right now that's in the top. Not Curry? I'm sorry. It's, I'm, I'm not. It's no, just, I, it's I, that's not your opinion. I respect it. It's not it, enough. Absolutely. It's just not enough. LeBron is LeBron. LeBron is a top 10 all-time player from play, from results, from longevity, everything. He is a top 10 player. You just saw 10 guys. Who are you going to take out of that list? You haven't even well, put Mike in there. Mike owned the 50s. I'm sorry, guys, but the 50s matter. It, it began the league. You got and I'm not saying I disagree with you. I'm not saying I disagree, but there would be this for the Steph Curry fans out there, the way he changed the game and evolu- you know, re-evolutionized the game as far as the four of the three-pointer, more analytics, et cetera, et cetera. What he did, the number of titles that he won and where he'll stand on the all-time scoring and three-point list. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah, the I think the the analytics was was destined to happen regardless if Steph Curry was uh, going to be playing in this era or not. Where Steph Curry changed the game is he he executed the number one weapon in the current culture of the NBA at the right time. 
he he would have been this guy regardless of he played now or in the 2000s or in the 90s i i don't i i don't carl malone we didn't even mention him we didn't put Carl Malone there. We put Stockton. Stockton owns the all-time assist record that will never be broken. He owns the steals the record that will likely never be broken. And we didn't even mention Hakeem Olajuwon. You're not getting in the top 10. We have to dump probably Carl and Stockton off the top 10. Because you have to put Hakeem in the top 10. How do you not put Hakeem in the top 10? The guy won a defensive player of the year and an MVP the same year. Won two titles has the all-time blocks record that will never be broken as well. It's like, dude, it's you're not. The top 10, people just throw it out there. Oh, Dirk is in there. Oh, this guy's going to – no, no. Oscar Robertson. Oscar Robertson, is, is, is he going to be in there? How about <laughs> – who else? Um, Tommy – no, not Tommy Heisen. Bob Cooper. How about Havlicek? Havlicek. Havlicek, there you go. Eight known in the finals. Pretty much had similar stats, almost similar stats to Jordan throughout his whole career. Games played, points. Elgin Baylor. Elgin Baylor gets just put to the ground, put to the side just because he didn't win champion. He didn't win a championship. Yet he's the only player to have a sixty-point game in the finals. Yeah, it's it's you're not getting in the top ten. LeBron is in the top ten. That's it at this point. You have oh, we didn't mention Shaq. Yeah, Shaq. I've that's got another, his jersey right behind me. We can talk about we can talk about the top ten. Really talk about the top ten, and really. Does Shaq's say, later career kind of t- curtailed things? I think it did. no. I I think in my in my book it did. Actually, no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. If Shaq wins in '95 and in '04 and goes six and zero, likely wins five Finals MVPs. He's the best center of all time at that point. He had the most dominant 10-year stretch in NBA history. 93 I, to, to I, 03, he was just the most dominant force that that's ever played this game. Yeah. And it might have been uh, more than 10 years. It might have been 12. And <laughs> it might have been 14 if that mother you-know-what didn't put implement the zone in, after the 2002 season, which I think cost us the 03 title indirectly. Everywhere the Lakers got stumped was that mother freaking guy jacking our crap up. That's for sure. Oh, that's just uh, But I'll tell you what though. Oh, we didn't mention Scottie Pippen in the top ten either. Well, you know, I don't although I don't think he's a top ten player anyways. I don't think no, no. I don't think so either. A top ten defender? Mm. Yeah. But or Dennis Rodman. Who was better the defender? Uh, I've heard that Dennis Rodman was the greatest on-ball defender ever. The guy could pass. Dennis Rodman is probably one of the most underrated passers I've ever seen. In my Dennis life. Rodman was a smaller version of Bill Walton. Excellent. Yeah, there are, there are very few post passes. His fundamentals. I, 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 I watched the uh, documentary on ESPN. Yeah. If Bill Walton doesn't get injured, he's 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 probably in that discussion too. It, he's probably so, in that discussion. So, Jordan's worst finals ever was 96. Everyone knows it. Shooting percentages, points, three-point percentage, even his free throw shooting. Moses Malone. (laughs) If it wasn't for Dennis Rodman, even with Gary Payton having a broken foot, Seattle might win that series. Um, He guarded Sean Kemp, and Sean Kemp still got 20 and 10, Gerald. That's how good Sean Kemp was, but... 
Sean Kemp didn't want eight, eight, eight his way out of the yeah. uh, that lockout. That lockout was it. Yeah, but that, that was. That but was... on but uh, on the and, offensive uh... glass, Gerald Sean Kemp wanted nothing to do with Dennis Rodman. Not no Seattle SuperSonic I... wanted anything to do with him on the boards. But everybody and talks about Jokic, such a great distributor. They talk about Sabonis before he got injured, and even after his interest, you know, sitting out at the top of the key for Portland, such a great passer. Dennis Robin from the post is one of the best passers I've ever seen in my entire life. Distributor, you could put, you could start a play with him right there. You cut, you'll get the ball with Dennis Robin. I think Dennis Rodman's player. outlet pass is only second to uh, Bill. Wall. Exactly. Uh, to Wes Undeseld or, or Kevin too. Kevin Loves, yeah, yeah, absolutely, well, absolutely correct. Uh, Got to give some props here. Bill Lambier was a pretty decent outlet. Yeah, but he's a show, so. so they <laughs> 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 On that note, well, he did come from my neck. Of the hey, I got a story about Bill Lambier. I was at the San Diego airport twenty years ago. I'm walking towards the the gate. Uh, I was working in transportation at the time, picking up somebody, and I heard somebody going, "Joe." Joe! And I'm like, I look back and it's Bill Lambeer yelling the name Joe towards my area. And I'm like, Bill Lambeer calling my name? And then I saw a guy in front of me uh, a few seconds later go, hey, what are we here? Oh, oh. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah, I was weird. I I, I didn't talk as much back then about Bill Lambier's finest. I thought it was kind of funny. I'm like, how the hell did this guy find me? Did he know I was talking smack about him? (laughs) No, it wasn't Joe Dumars. (laughs) Some other guy. I'll Uh, tell you what, though. Great conversation, indeed. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. We'll be on tomorrow again, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Going to have a great conversation on the Cleveland Cavaliers. A lot of good things to talk about. Is that team going to take even a step further in the Eastern Conference? Mike Angolano, he's going to stop by to talk about the Cleveland Cavaliers. Again, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. We also have great previews. Alfred, who is in our chat tonight, he's going to be on Wednesday. He's going to talk about, of course, like we talked about earlier, the Orlando Magic. And, of course, also as well, I mentioned Jennifer Lewis talking Charlotte's on Thursday. Our big schedule special will be on Friday, unless anything else happens. You never know. But also as well, this weekend, we may be talking Knicks with the whole future for them and how bright it is plus also lakerholics episode 10 i know the guys will be back hopefully for that and then also as well anything going on with team usa or anything lakers you know we're covering it like no one else hope you have yourselves a great evening thank you to the chat once again a plus from you truly appreciate it and we'll see you tomorrow right here at the lakers